Brenton, can you please get off that horse in my lounge room and stop rapping? <laughs> nay, nay, nay to you, sir. Nay to you. Oh, Jesus. Welcome, everyone, to a great, wonderful, beautiful episode of Classic Movie Banter. A great, wonderful, and beautiful. Guys, you know what Classic Movie Banter is? It's that show where this guy, Brenton, and that guy, Nathan, uh, we talk about yeah. movies that are 20 years or older. 20 years! 20 years! 20 <laughs> Fucking years, and uh, we, the, well, in our, <laughs> to the in our, day, Brenton. In our book, you know, we're undecided whether that makes them classics. But here on Classic Movie Banter, we're here to talk about uh, those movies and whether they are classics or whether they are mm. worth uh, taking uh, the disc, like the di- the HD DVD disc, and oh, yes. uh, using uh, you know melting that shit down, you know, and using it to make a fucking giant mechanical spider and to roll 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 into town <laughs> and to uh, you know. You know, you know. We want to use those discs as a frisbee, a deadly metal frisbee. Like. Exactly. You know, we're gonna we're gonna roll into town on a giant spider, spitting uh, metal frisbees, cutting people's heads off, making new friends. You know, uh, you know, meeting up with some Confederate supporters. You know the deal. Like, gonna, yeah, of course. You know, I know what you do with your DVD copies, Brenton. Yeah. Oh, now you know, <laughs> Brenton. We're here because no. Can I? Can I, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I start this, Nathan? Um, because please start this because I, I did literally start this whole thing, and uh, I can't. You really did. I can't actually, for the life of me, remember what happened last episode and why in my mind. I really I, can't do. And it was only a week ago. Yeah, I like. And why? In, you know, in some you know one little corner of my subconscious, this film was kind of hanging there going, Brenton, review me. And uh, yeah, I brought it up <laughs> in discussion and now you fucking followed through with it, uh, which you, as oh. a great friend does. And now we're here talking about it. And I'd just like to formally apologize to everyone, uh, but most of all to you, Nathan, uh, for putting you through this. We we, we we do have like, 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 you know, we get suggestions all the time on what to watch, you know, movies that we still haven't done, you know, yeah. We've, there's so many, you know, that we have, have yet to touch that we want to do at some point. We make it up week by week and, you know, and some get prioritized over others. And and yet, listeners, once we finished recording Twister and Tremors, Brenton, for some reason, had all these gadgets up his sleeves and held me a gunpoint at several angles and said, we're reviewing Wild Wild West. I was also wearing fake uh, women's breasts. So, you know, uh, <laughs> oh my you know, I was... And like... What did you know about this movie before going in? I've seen parts of it. I'd seen parts of it as a child, is what I'll say. Oh, had that, you really? Yeah, it was on television. You lucky bastard. It was, it was on television, and uh, I remember seeing uh, some scenes from this film, which is why... I, uh, I, and I've got two questions for you straight off the bat. And the first okay. is, do you actually remember why I mentioned this film last week? Because I can't. I honestly don't. I, I can't. Tremors and Twister was almost like itself Tremors and Twisterful because it all went past in a blur. It really kind of shows you, though, like what those films, like the mental state that those films put us in because this mm. was the result. You know what I mean? Just think about that for a few yeah. minutes. Uh, could could Wild Rod West be the love child of Tremors and Twister? Like, hey, it's not probably far from the truth. Not far from the truth at all. But Nathan, the second question I had for you is that uh, yes, I want you to use your imagination to answer this question. Okay, 
And I want right. you to imagine that you're you're back in the year 1998. You know, when you 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 gotta you gotta start filming something. Is it very 98 soon. or 90? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah we're right. in 98 because you got a film that's got to come out next we're year. We're gonna pitch it, but oh, you got to yeah. pitch it. You know, to get you, get your dollars so you can get your cast to get it together, get your crew together. You got those oh, storyboards yeah. ready to go. Nathan, can you please pitch me Wild Wild West? Okay. Freaking freaking what? It's it's nineteen ninety eight. Hey, what do you? What's up? It's your homeboy Nate Dog, and uh, I'm here to Nathan. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Wait a minute. I'll just do a Kevin Klein and change my costume. Oh, okay. And, and right. now it's no longer Nathan. Oh, oh, hello, he's back. Yeah. Oh, oh hello. Oh. I'm someone else. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, are you a prostitute? Um, oh, oh, hello. Maybe. Yeah. This is like, this is how I'm gonna pitch shall, this movie. Shall I, pro- shall I proposition you? No. Oh, here we go. Um, okay. Brenton, are you familiar with the Western genre? Um, yes, I am. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, throw out everything you know about it, because I'm going to radically reinvent it. Oh, okay. <laughs> keep going. I'm I'm concerned, but keep going. <laughs> have you seen steampunk-themed artwork? I have. I have. I'm very interested in it, you know? It's got a very okay. distinct... Uh, style. Could you imagine an alternate past, Brenton, where the steampunk aesthetic is applied within that cowboy-era southern United States? I'm starting to imagine it now, and it sounds like an interesting idea, an interesting setting, yeah. You don't even have to imagine, buddy, because I want to make a movie that's set in this aesthetic. Oh, wow, okay, cool. Uh, has it got a lot to say? Is it like, you know, so, like, are you an auteur? Do okay, you really want to... shut up. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you everything in this movie. Oh. I'm going to give you some, some action, some, some uh, romance, maybe, mm. some, uh, some sci-fi. Um, some comedy, definitely. Um, some attempts at some drama. And uh, I'm going to roll it all into one. And I'm going to imagine, Brenton, I've had a lot of actors say no, so I want you to imagine Will Smith, you know, from Men in Black's Will Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, Imagine yeah. if he did the same character from Men in Black, but in, in a Western. Okay, okay, okay. So you're going for more of like an adventure-style film, you know? Like, But what's, mm. what's this film's message, you know? What are you trying to say? Why are you making this piece of Look, art? This movie is about what if a general survived from the Confederacy in the American Civil War and decided that he wanted to take over America by kidnapping the president via steampunked advancements in technology. Oh, okay, right. You know, it's it's got future gadgets. It's like Inspector Gadget, but steampunk. As uh, Will Smith befriends this, this mad scientist uh, played... I'm thinking George Clooney, but I think in reality it's going to be Kevin Klein. Oh right, 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 right. I like that guy. Okay, so but I'm sensing like there's there's a lot of you know there there could be so a lot of drama in this film, and I I I think I think like Brenton, I don't even know what the word drama means. <laughs> what a great idea though, because I sense there'd be some racial tension. I imagine between this Confederate soldier and Will Smith, who I'm presume is the hero of our story, and we can delve right. into that and really say something meaningful and deep. You know, is 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 that what you're going for? Or Brenton, what I want you to do is I want you to imagine Django Unchained. But you've just smoked lithium. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I want you to imagine, like, okay, every idea I'm going to be told from this point onwards, Brenton, I'm going to say yes to for this movie. In fact, right now, I want you to say something outlandish you want in this movie, and I'm going to put it in there. Um, can we have flamethrowers that spurt from women's breasts? Yes. 
we all have that in this movie. And you know what? We're wow. gonna we're gonna do some uh, we're gonna do some poll testing before the movie even starts shooting. Uh, just of just of like random crazy people in asylums and say, what do you want to see in a movie? And we're gonna put it in this western movie. Well, Nathan, I was kind of like going along the aspect of like this could be, you know, so, like a real revelation in the sense of cinema history, and you know, saying something really meaningful, using using history as a platform, but twisting history to show something different, something yes, of new, course. something new. But but you just seem like you just kind of want to fuck all that and just you know. <laughs> Brendan, I'm tossing every bit of... <laughs> I'm tossing out. Why give a period-accurate film on 1863 when we can have gadgets from today and weird sci-fi stuff that's powered by steam for whatever reason and have Inspector Gadget himself as, like, Christopher Waltz on, like, cocaine? <laughs> you sound like an absolute madman, Nathan. And I just wanted to... Uh, I am crazy. I am holding you a gunpoint after yes, all. Yes, I, d- I just wanted to finish by saying, uh, Nathan, uh, I- I'm... I'm intrigued, to say the least, and uh, I just want to double check. The last thing I need to check before I give you all this money to go with this zany, crazy idea. Oh, hundreds that, of millions, yeah, yeah, I imagine. Uh, with this, you know, incredible cast that you want to assemble by the looks of things. Nathan, yes. are the jokes going to be at least good? Brenton, it's 1998. I think we live in a progressive enough society where most of the jokes should be sex puns and predominantly featured on the male gaze. Are they good ones, though? I want to say... Let's just say the the actors are going to put effort in, so they'll think they're good, but really, Brenton, we'll, we'll make sure they're not good. Here's fucking 500 fucking million dollars. Go make it, Nathan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm going to spend it all on blow and then film this movie. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, mate. Oh, WB. <laughs> let's make it right WB now. for the win. Let's go. Woo! Oh, that's all, folks. Well, all right. Uh, so, Nathan... <laughs> That was probably a, that oh was the best pitch you've ever done. I, I will say. I I was trying to throw you Thank some you. hate. I wanted to get into the crux of it, and so I was asking a few more questions in there and making your job a bit harder. So my apologies about that. But Nathan, the no. thing is, is that we sat, we we wasted. Well, we didn't waste. We used an hour. Waste. We, had, we we used an hour forty seven minutes of our time to watch this film. Waste, Nathan. At the end of all that, Wild Wild West. What do you think? I think Brenton that this is a landmark of twentieth century cinema. <laughs> I'm not even fucking with you. I think this is the mo- like the most fun I have had with a movie in years. I can't recall the last time I have finished a movie and gone, that was fucking outstanding. From top to tail. What a what a what an extravagant experience, Brenton. I feel like I've roll I've ridden like five roller coasters and Brenton, I want to ride another five more. Nathan. Nathan, you're you you you're singing music to my ears right now. I have to say, when I was <laughs> when I was watching this film, uh, when we were watching this film, I I kept thinking we have a mutual friend. Yes, only one. <laughs> the rest are enemies. <laughs> whose last name will obviously uh, re- remain anonymous on this podcast, but we'll we'll say his first name, Logan. Our good mate, Logan. Oh, All yes. I can think about as we watch this was. It would be great if Logan was watching this with us because he's watched a few oh. of the films with us. You know, he watched some Seven he Samurai. Has. He watched some uh, Court Jester with us. He watched some American he Pie. He did. He did. My my housemate Logan, and bless him because half the time he's stoned for it. So, like, <laughs> it's him high watching this movie would have made this movie even better. And I, and I can't think of how, but it would. Nathan, let's... I just want to just say something very quickly on this podcast is that I was very conflicted Please. coming into this into this episode. Like, like like the United States itself in this movie, you were in conflict. <laughs> uh, and yeah, part of me didn't even know I was going to be in conflict uh, as so happens in this film. But, no. but the point being is that I was kind of in conflict because I was thinking to myself, Brenton, 
There are so many issues. There are so many issues with this movie. This, this, <laughs> this, this, this humor is juvenile. It's from the male gaze, and it's very uncomfortable and kind of off-putting at points. This film, this film would not be made today. Well, and if it was made today, it would be absolutely, absolutely slammed in today's climate. And yet, my yes. gut and my heart was telling me, <laughs> "What does your heart tell you, buddy?" That even though this is a train wreck. Excuse, pardon the pun. I was having such a great time, and uh, and, and and it kind of because obviously, like I said, I'd seen parts of this film before, and as a child, I'd seen the end. I'd seen, you know, I'd never seen the start of it, uh, and I uh. and I remember enjoying this film as a kid. Like I remember when I when it would when it was on TV, I was like, oh, I'm into this and like having fun or whatever. Oh yeah. And yet, I still kind of retain that, and it's one of these films that like it's it's. Oh, you think you got some nostalgia a, in there? No, it's not a it's not nostalgia. I don't love it enough to have nostalgia, but it's such oh, it's okay. such an atrocity that it was still enjoyable to it, like to a sense. Like and and you you have to you know, you you don't really have to switch your brain off because this film switches your own brain off. It like does that to you. You mm. have there's there's literally a scene in this film which involves uh a man dressed as a woman and using his breasts uh that have like like uh, there's it's like a hypnotic effect that he opens this gadget that has like you know, oh my god yeah and, uh, I, this is at the very start Jeez. of the film and it was it's literally kind of like the metaphor that sums up this film and that it's like that idea <laughs> as a concept is fucking atrocious but at the same time you're just hypnotized you just you're just drawn in and you just want to see it you're to the end and you're just having a, and you're having a, and you're having a great time by this shitty gadget that is a stupid kind of sexist idea but it's still kind of enjoyable silly fun Brenton I disagree with you on what you said before when you said this film is a train wreck Brenton this film is not a train wreck I I genuinely argue this is a well-crafted film and I dispute anyone who says otherwise (laughs) I think this film is the perfect iteration it could be I want yes yes it's misogynistic yes it's writing is completely poor but it works because it's writing is pretty poor and not because it's like so bad it's good i'm not saying that i'm saying the bad writing is good (laughs) (laughs) nathan i i get what you're saying but at the same time there there are things technically in this film that you can look at and you can be like this there's literal like like plot threads that are introduced like they're introducing them for you and then oh yeah like i get what you're saying because it's introduced in such shitty ways that you go this is going to come up in like probably a scene from now and be important but it's introduced mm. in such a shoddy kind of way, but it's still kind of like someone had to okay that line to be put in the film. You know what I mean? Someone had to and okay this whole fucking film. Exactly. <laughs> so it's intentional and yet enjoyable. <laughs> Mate, the most glaring example of that, the, the, the quintessential element of that is Salma Hayek. Brenton, why is she in this movie? Nathan, she's there because she's a woman who a very attractive woman a very beautiful woman yes who's a great a very short woman who's a, who's, i learned from this movie he's a great actor in her own right like yes but put that no, woman, she's great as frida carlo put that woman uh, in a corset <laughs> 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 and uh that was basically uh that was basically the self-tape let's just say that it was like can you wear a corset and they were like mate you're in you're in what is she but doing this, here but at the same time there was an endearing relationship between her and Kevin Klein that you kind of just wanted to... Was there? They had like five glances the whole movie. I know, I know, I know. And it's kind of the point at the same time. And the ending of her arc completely undoes her entire presence I in know, this film. I know, I know. She might as well have not for been no there. For no good reason. She, she may as well have not have been there. And she wasn't there for the climax of the film. She just no. wasn't there. Also, I don't think she's a good actress in this. 
No, God no. Like, I, like, what the hell was her accent in this movie, Brendan? I don't know, but she she does some impersonations. Is she meant to be points. French? Because we she, find her with the French. She she does some impersonations of uh, other accents at some points, and you're like, mm, what is going on here, Nathan? In terms of performances, though, we can agree that Summer Hayek's poor, and you know that might not be entirely her fault because of the writing. Let's get in some of the other performances. Will Smith. What is the best, Brenton? <laughs> it's hard to choose. Hard to say. I'd say Will Smith is like the second tier. Like he's the leading man. He's this. He's charismatic as ever. I think he. He has the coolest glasses ever put oh into film. Oh my god, dude, I want a pair of those sunnies, bro. Like, how dope are those glasses? Like, the glasses in general, but how dope are Will Smith's the glasses? The glasses and the hats, man. Like, fucking hell. Oh, like, they're amazing. But, like, with Will Smith, is he meant to be funny in this? I think so. Because, <laughs> like, because I feel like, like, on set, he was doing his usual Will Smith shit, and, like, people behind cameras were like, Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Keep going, Will. Like, yeah, that's so funny. Keep but going, it, like, Will. Like, I think like 80% of his shit falls flat. It does. It does. It does. But at the same time... What is he doing? But at the same time, he's just kind of there. He's that He's that hot-headed lead guy that's, you know, that is the... Goes in all guns are blazing. He's that kind of character. And uh, that, that's all the... Like, again, that's all I can really archetypal. say about him. That's, that's all I can say about him. Like, mm. that's he serves his purpose and that's fine. But, Nathan, let's talk about Kevin Klein in this Okay, we've got rid of the shitty acting in this movie. Let's talk about, like, the Academy award-winning actor. Kevin, Kevin Klein. Let's talk about Kevin Klein, Nathan. Kevin, I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen a film with Kevin Klein in, oh, really? in it before. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, so this is my first movie with, it, with him and I think this is one of my favourite performances. Like, like, this, like, he is so good. He's great. I think he's great as well. I think he's quite funny, like, with what he's given to do. Like, there's, there's some funny he shit is. that he does in this movie. There's a lot of funny shit he does in this movie that's just quirky and silly. It reminds me a lot of Robert Downey Jr. from the Sherlock Holmes movies. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I get that, actually. Yeah. Like, with his cross-dressing and, like, his quips and all that kind of shit. But he likes... Like, he jokes a lot, but he knows exactly what he's doing at all times. Sure. I mean, he's not probably... You get the sense in those, in those films with Robert Downey Jr. that, like, you know, the character's got, like, you know, some neurotic condition or something that's caused... Oh, he is, a do- he is addicted to opium in those movies. Yeah, but... But in this, uh, in th- <laughs> apart from that, you know. But in this, it's kind of like a. He's just a big nerd, really, and he's just kind of like, and I, he's like a geeky guy that's kind mm. of. Uh, he likes his well cooked meals. He doesn't does. He, he does. He does. And I, I enjoyed <laughs> the comfort of I his own home in, in this film. But Nathan, we have to talk about the most outlandish performance ever, uh, in, ever put on screen, like in the, this year in particular. What's okay? What's more outlandish, him or Eddie Redmayne? Who? who sorry, out of who and Eddie Eddie Redmayne? Okay. Okay. Kenneth Branagh. Who is more outlandish, Kenneth Branagh or Eddie Redmayne from Jupiter Ascending? Kenneth Branagh, for sure. Because... And did you think you would discover a more outlandish performance in your lifetime, Brenton? And Nathan, Nathan, I already knew about this performance. Uh, and I... I'd, I'd oh, have to, I'd, I did I'd ha- not. I have to say this, is that Eddie Redmayne's fucking weird in Jupiter Ascending. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's just this oh, weird yeah. thing. And he's, oh. But, like, what's... What, what I say outlandish is that Kenneth Brunner is literally outlandish in this movie. He talks with his southern accent. He's just what? going to town. He's just, like, having... He's like an actor that's just having... What the is most, this performance? The most fun I think I've ever seen someone have, like, behind a camera. Just just, just going absolutely nuts. Like, on the other side of this camera and, and using this accent with this bizarre... Like, this bizarre what character... What is he doing? That is... Who, who directed him? Like, what choices contributed to this movie? Like, and like his accent is so radically different to everyone else's accents as well. Like, they're all meant to be from the South, but, like, like what, like, like, the look of him, like, everything about him looks as though, like, they just, they just all, like, had mushrooms and said, let's build a character, you know? Nathan. Like, 
Did you enjoy it though? That's the qu- did you enjoy his I loved it. Like I every scene Kenneth Branagh in was in, I'm like, why is he not the most famous for this role? This easily beats him in any Shakespeare, in any Harry Potter. I, I, he was. I'm, I'm not sure if he won Best Actor, actually, but he was nominated for Best Actor for, you know, Henry V. We know him as Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh. You know, we, 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 we see his performances. We know Walking with Dinosaurs, you know, classic. But... Of course, of course. He directed the first Thor, iconic movie. Nathan, I like the first Thor. Don't put it down. Uh, Same, actually. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Nathan... Why don't we talk about this more? Because it's... What is this wheelchair, Brenton? I don't even want to get into it because of the spoilers. Because that is... But, like, why is, me, is this character written to be half a man? Hey, man. It's so they could have some great quipping between him and Will Smith. Like... Oh, my God. Some, Jesus, those <laughs> jokes bombed, so didn't they? Like, and, like, and, they, and they get increasingly more vicious. Like, they get... They, try, they, they just like, keep going. It reminds me of, like, in Back to the Future when Biff is, like, chicken. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. But they just keep going, dude. Like, there's like three scenes, I think, in a oh. row where it's just like... And it's like, it's not like just like two or three. It's like, there'll be like eight of them in a row, like back and forth. And that's literally like the scene between those two characters. Jeez. The introdu- introductory scene between those two characters meeting for the first time is just quips and puns back and forth. For it's, like, it's literally just for that. Like, what is the tone of this movie, Brenton? Because it is wildly inconsistent. It is all like, over the place. Inconsistent it's, is, is the word oh. that sums it up perfectly. Because Kenneth Branagh, he's meant to be painted as this like sinister villain. But like every time he starts a speech, he just for some reason decides to say like foreign words in the most like horrific horrendous southern southern accent <laughs> like jesus like like, like he's like like bon, he's like bon, he's like he's like brad pitt from like Glorious bastards he's like bonjourno and he, he's like he's like buenos aires and like <laughs> what's what is he on like and then nathan what what's what's ridiculous though is that he's a confederate officer or whatever and so he has this deep conceited racism you know that's that's you know that courses mm. through his veins and it's used as like there's like puns and quips basically in this film like it's like when yeah. he talks to will smith and it's just ridiculous you're just watching it just like yeah he's just like will smith's like color of his skin as like quips even will smith like there's a point where like will smith there's a scene in this movie where will smith is essentially doing stand-up in front of like slave supporting white people i know and making, like, i forgot stand-up. about that holy fuck <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did they not test this Holy movie? Holy fuck! When he was like, I understand. Like, I can't. Well, we can't. We can't. We can't talk about it because it's spoilers. But we need to talk about that. It's spoilers. Because holy fuck! Like that, that was put on 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 screen. Could you imagine if a scene like that happened today? This movie would. This movie would not be made today, my friend. Like, I. Th- oh my god! I think. Ugh. What is the writing, Brenton? Like. Oh. like it feels like this was written by the most sexually frustrated teenager like on the planet. You know what I mean? Totally. That's that's a great like, it could segue into porn on any that's section. That's great. That's a great idea. Like that's a great way of summing it up. It is literally the writing oh. is just written like that a sexually frustrated male teenager that uh doesn't know uh doesn't know like it doesn't have any like maturity or like or like sense of like, you know, the world or 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 anything it's just it's like it's like <laughs> they've been like, taught some like there's just on like some like he's just been sniffing petrol for like 10 years totally. and this is what they imagine like cowboys no okay they've been sniffing petrol for 10 years and they've been watching like reruns of toy story and this is what they wrote and no they were watching they were watching reruns of toy story and they were like in in like modern history at school and they're like oh the civil war and fucking shit hey and they're like that's an interesting point of history <laughs> i've got something to say about that 
And then they wrote this, but they forgot that they'd, like, you know, smoked the acid lace cigarette that Brad Pitt had in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, and, <laughs> oh, my God. And just, like, you know, started, you know, going at the typewriter. Except it wasn't a typewriter because it was the 90s. It was, like... <laughs> it, was, it was, like... Thought, yeah, they exactly. They thought it was like, a typewriter, and then, you know, the, this kind of spewed out. And, and yet, it got past all those, like, points. Like, there's points where people say... Yo, yo, you should fix this and that and we should, you know, we should do this and we should do that or change this. Mm. And this film probably went through those stages of maybe some reshoots, some some re-edits, some some writing of some new scenes so things made a bit more sense. And yet this was and the yet. final product. <laughs> and and what's even more surprising is that we're sitting here and being like, yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Brenton this reminds me of like like the original parts of the Caribbean like for just from start to finish it's just action and adventure and just fun the directing is fun Nathan. the action like like the actual action sequences they're fun they yeah they're corny yeah they're like Sunday yeah. morning cartoon shit but like it's fun Nathan I got to say though like in all seriousness parts of the Caribbean is a far well better crafted uh, film than this like like we can't we, I think I had more fun in this than Pirates of the Caribbean that, that's fine I, that's like, fine but you can't I don't think you can compare compare those two films no I think this is as well crafted as Black as Curse of the Black Pearl one is clearly superior than the other one on a technical like like standpoint like this film is like as we say tonally inconsistent has got shoddy writing has got some questionable the CGI didn't even bother me like, the CGI is fine like who cares it's a product of its time yeah. it's 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 got some interesting some interesting editing choices as well, you know, like yeah, some, you know, interesting shot shot choices as well, like you know, like technically it's probably not all there. Great set design, yeah, outstanding yeah, set design, yeah, like some good production design, but and costuming as well, both like some of the best I've seen. And yet we have we're talking about these issues and we're noting these issues, but the thing that gets me is that I still walk away from this and I still it still holds a special place in my heart, and not from a necessarily like a, uh, a from a nostalgic perspective. It's not that because mm. I don't really have any nostalgia for this film. No, it's just that it holds a special place in my heart because it's going for all these things and it's not necessarily succeeding, and yet it's melding together. It's it's melding together into this like into this thing that is still enjoyable. Um, because it's it's trying and it's and it's and it's going for something and it's it's like Brenton it's like when you go to a lolly store and and you say to your child all right here's ten bucks go get me some lollies and they bring you back a lolly bag and it's got this concoction of just the most obscure weird lollies in it and you're kind of eating them one by one and maybe some of them are quite gross but after this this the snack of lollies Brenton you feel you feel satisfied you feel like you've had a great snack. And a great collection of lollies. Nathan, I, I think that's a great I think that's a great metaphor, but I'm going to say that Wild Wild West is when you go to the theatre. It's not it's yes. not it's not like the professional theatre, it's it's a community theatre. It's a community oh, it's okay. a community youth theatre production of Oliver. <laughs> And you go to it, and you know you've you've got you know someone that's uh, orphan number seventy six, uh, and they're your nephew, and you you're going along to see them because the family's kind of forcing you along, and you're going fuck, I'm gonna have to spend three hours of my life watching this. 
So you go in, you've paid your $25, whatever, for your ticket, and you sit down, and it starts. And you know in your heart that it's not what Charles Dickens had in mind when he wrote Oliver Twist, you know. You know, you know. <laughs> it's definitely not an adaptation of the TV series, I'll give you that. <laughs> you, you, it's not, it hasn't got the, the the rich vibrancy of those characters, the, the cleverness of his writing. It doesn't have any of that. And yet, at the same moment, it doesn't have what Lionel Bart's going for, you know, at the time when he wrote, he adapted Oliver Twist into the musical. But what does it have going for it? But it's got this life to it that and it's not necessarily because your nephew's in it because you don't give a fuck about your nephew in this performance but it's got this endearing quality (laughs) of this community that's come together to make this thing that kind of sucks but at the same moment everyone's going for it and individually there's some great things being done by some people that are just having a stupid old time and again isn't necessarily what the original source material was but it's still Doing something matter. that's just getting your heart going and getting and getting you. Oh yeah, my heart is going. It's like it's about to have cardiac arrest. You know, like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that feeling. It's it's that it's that. It shit is Brenton that you're watching that you can recognize as shit. Stop saying shit, Brenton, because I think this is a fucking excellent movie. <laughs> you're watching it and you recognize the problems, the flaws from afar, and yet you're still having a good time and those three hours kind of go past like that, you know? And you walk out and you... And oh, then this film is you, beautifully you, paced, isn't you it? You walk out and, and you walk out of that theatre and you just go, I'm going to remember that night and we're going to talk about that night as a family. Like, you know, nights from now, it'll come out in conversation sometimes and we'll go, remember that thing? Remember that bit? That fucking bit? Like, and when that guy, that one guy that's not like the best actor in the world, but he did that thing and it was like, what the fuck? And everyone was like, yeah, it's fun. And, and, you, and you moved on with your life, but yet you still hold a little place in your heart for Oliver done by that youth community <laughs> Brenton, we're not having a fucking funeral for this movie like we're not really looking back at it remembering the highs and lows this is this is a, this is a film i'm baffled that's not in pop culture right now that that didn't <laughs> spawn a franchise why how did this not spawn a franchise this is the most like franchise friendly movie i think i've ever seen in my oh, life maybe we'll find out when we talk about uh the power to the people section when we talk about how how people responded to this and how much i guess oh yeah how much money yeah. this film made fuck you time. general public this is a fucking excellent movie i'm ready to put my thumbs up brenton all right nathan your thumbs are up because my thumbs are fucking up as well what the fuck <laughs> thursday night i could not think of anything better to lift up the week than putting on this movie on oh, Thursday I, night. I, I, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I would be looking forward to Thursdays <laughs> if this was on Thursday nights. I would be like, I have to say, yes. coming into this episode, dude, I was I was under the impression wholeheartedly that your thumbs were going to be down. And I was going to look like... I heard this film's famously shit. I, I, I was going to be like, I'm going to be that dickhead again on this fucking podcast that puts their thumbs up and goes, yes, fucking, it is what it is. It's a good time. Like, and you think I would want to shit on this movie? But I, I generally think it's a well-made film. I think, I think by complete like stupidity and serendipity, it stumbles its way into being an excellent film. It's like fucking like drunk Homer Simpson stumbling out of Moe's bar and like knocking over street lamps as he's doing it, but somehow lands in his car and perfectly goes home. You know what I mean? It's just, I, it's, it's great. I, there's not a single age that shouldn't watch this. Toddlers would yep. love it. Fucking grandparents would love it. Watch this with like your partner. Watch this with your parents. Watch this with with you know veterans who have war stories because this will bloody like <laughs> knock their socks off. Like, <laughs> watch this. Watch this with your priest. Watch like th- like and just have fun. Have fun, Brenton. Nathan, let's spoil this piece of shit. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoiling this movie, yeah. Spoilers. 
Nathan. Brenton, this whole movie is just It's 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 the whole thing is worth talking about. You could you could we could Like literally the whole thing. There's not a single dull scene. A, in this you movie. could do a critique for this on like YouTube and it'd go for like five hours and you just go scene by scene and just go through it and you're like oh. this thing, that thing, and everything else around that thing. Nathan, I just want to quickly point out as well that Buffalo Bill has a starring role in this film as well. Do you remember Buffalo Bill? Oh my goodness. That from uh from our from our from the film that you gave a thumbs down to, which I'll just never understand. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. I stand by Nathan, it. that actor plays uh, a dude in this film that's also a uh, a, a Civil War veteran, uh, and he's got he's missing an ear, and he has like a oh fucking my goodness. like un- like a like a. When I first saw him, I thought he was Bron from Game of Thrones, like Jerome Flynn. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that looks identical to him. I'm like, what's he doing in this movie? That's so funny, dude. But yeah, he's in this movie for like the first probably third. Uh, before he's brutally... Why is his hearing aid a fucking trumpet? Dude, when he, like, bends that thing down and, like, all the, like, oh the, all his earwax and juice, whatever the fuck's in there, like, oozes oh, out. He's amazing in this movie. When he fucking dies at the river. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just had to point out that performance as well because what the fuck? Like, the whole time I was oh. just like, he's just kind of there. But uh, I just wanted to point that out. I, I, I love that performance. I, I, love, I love everyone in this movie, I, except for maybe Selma Hayek. Like... Like, she's so dumb in this movie. She's so pointless. She just tags along, like, her whole narrative arc, like, of finding her father's just, like, cliche She's for the sake of it. actually a husband, and was like, why was she lying about that to begin with? Like... Yeah, it makes no sense. And, like, she was flirting with him, having her ass hanging out of her fucking, like, nightgown or whatever God, it was. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just... It's so stupid. And she's dumb as well. She fucking lets off the sleeping bombs, even though, like, Kevin Klein's like, don't. She's like, oh, yeah, let's get fucking trapped. You think she might have been a double agent, but she's too dumb for it, because then she just bloody gets captured again. It's like, Brenton, should we talk about should we talk about the costumes of this movie? Nathan, let's talk about Kevin Klein's wardrobe. Oh, my goodness. I thought Robert De Niro in Stardust, in his wardrobe, was going to be the best I would ever see a revered actor getting in drag. <laughs> Brenton, I'm wrong. It was Robin Williams in fucking uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, wasn't it? That's 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 the oh, that's, that's the ultimate. But like, hey, Kevin Klein in this. Could you film, imagine if it was Robin Williams instead of Kevin Klein? Oh my god! Like, could you like? That's it's I not love a bad Kevin idea. Klein this movie, but and it's '90s Robin Williams. It would have worked so fucking well. Nathan, though, let's talk about that that wardrobe and like when you first the first shot of Kevin Klein in this film. Is like oh him dressed as this this woman in this saloon, yeah. and it is the funniest thing like ever. Like you know instantly that you're looking at a man. Like like oh you know like straight away. Yeah. Like it, it's so obvious, and it's and it's obvious as well that it's like that it's someone that's trying to be undercover. But like as Kevin Klein, there's a line in the film that says he was propositioned by several men in this establishment, and he is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he like like Will Smith is like really we got to pretty you up, and he was like, dude, no, I was like I was hit on by three chicks, and Will Smith's like, really? <laughs> oh man, it's it's a funny segment, and I love it. I love it when one guy asks him out, and his boob fucking turns into like a flower gun, and it fucking punches him in the face. I know, right? It's ridiculous. It's 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 like it's so quick, and you'll miss it too. Like it's just some random kind of thing. Like it's at the very start too. Oh, I just I loved him as that stripper. I love it that I'm fucking um. Uh, Buffalo Bill picks the stripper because he has the same name as his mother. Totally. I'm like, Jesus, Jesus what, he's fucked what, up. What was, what was the name again? It was like Doris or like... D- oh. 
what was it? Oh, don't talk to me about and it Doris. And it was <laughs> like, it was, it was like, my mom's name was Doris. And then he's like, let's go upstairs. And it's like, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, what the fuck is going on with this Nathan, guy? It's so clear for like, as a setup, this is like one of those setup things that you're very clear, like when it's set up and when the characters of Will Smith and Kevin Klein meet for the first time, that Will Smith at some point in this mm. film is going to get into drag as well. Like that he's going to. Oh, you know, and you get excited and for it. it. And when he and does, it's, it's it fucking It doesn't incredible. let you down. When he rocks up, for when Kevin Klein is clearly about to be executed and Kenneth Brenner as Dr. Loveless is like the dumbest motherfucker ever. Like, <laughs> Why does this work? Execute Why him? is like in the middle of this auditorium and everyone not shooting at Will and, Smith immediately? And you just hear that music and then he just comes up and he's doing like peacock sounds. He's like... <laughs> like he's coming up. To he does his lap dance on Kevin... Oh, like... Kenneth Brunner's reaction, like acting, like reacting to Will Smith in oh that my scene, God. is the funniest shit ever. How he's like trying to like slap him on the ass, and he's like, "Wait, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa!" And he's like, <laughs> and he's got no fucking legs, and he's just, oh, and uh, he's got no dick. No, what is he doing? Like, and it's this clear thing. It's like, I lost my, re- I lost my reproductive organs, and like all this shit, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? And for some reason, yeah, it's like his, he's like very progressive with like feminism because all this stuff. No, it's like, it, well, yeah, that. And also it's like he's trying to like it's he's got the classic like kind of he's got this syndrome of like I don't have a dick anymore, so I'm gonna surround myself with all the beautiful ladies and show that I'm still sexual oh. and you know, I can I can give up with the best of them and you're like, Oh gosh, what a this this God. guy has got so many things going for him at the moment. He's got a fucking giant spider, he's got a giant tank that turns into a train. He's for some reason got a quarter of the United States just for himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you're like there's no way, even if you even if you were Hitler, there's no way Hitler would have like qu- cut out a quarter of Germany going, this is just well, for me. Well, there's a scene in there's a, there's <laughs> the film where like, the president's like, oh, like, because everyone thinks he's dead as well. And he's like, well, we're at war. No one told me. And it's like, mate, someone that's got that much firepower and like has committed that much, like the, the amount of uh, slaughters that this person has like committed, you know... Your intel should be getting back to you as the president of the United States that, like, you know, some shit's oh going goodness. down. He just stands there so nonchalantly. I know. Oh, can we acknowledge, by the way, how great it is that Kevin Klein's doing a double performance in this oh movie God. as the president? I love it. I love it. I do. I do love it. Um, I think that's amazing. Like, oh, that's just, that's, that's, I, it's just so good. It's so fucking it's good. One thing I, one thing I got to say, we got to talk about as well is just how fucking awesome that gadget train is. Oh my God. It's pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, when 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 uh, when Will Smith first gets onto the by the way like fuck the train but at the same time because Will Smith has got his loyal horsey <laughs> he's got his loyal horsey who is like riding up alongside oh, the yeah. train because Kevin Klein didn't fucking wait for him because he took up on his penny farthing that's got like rockets attached to it whatever the fuck he had uh, and he and so he's mm. taken off without Will Smith Will Smith has to ride his horse with all these saddlebags and shit on it up to the train he's jumped on the train the train's like flung him into the air and he's landed into the comp- uh, into the compartment because the roof's opened up or some bullshit as he's like landed in the seat next to him and we never see the horse again that poor motherfucking horse that like all it did was like do its job look after Will Smith you know go wherever he wanted him to go and then Will it's just abandoned because Kevin Klein didn't fucking wait for him on the train what a piece of shit like oh. Oh, that horse deserved better that, yeah that poor horse it just runs off but then it gets spared from like you know the fucking like, like, like Warner Brothers cartoon hammer that's like living in that fucking <laughs> like train and just all the gadgets of death and like the pool table that like goes perfectly under like what's he doing there's a segment of the film as well where like 
uh, that pool table like lowers down and like goes onto the tracks and then Will Smith like it's got like four wheels on it and Will Smith like uses it to try to get under the tank which he does but like it's such mm. a stupid segment when he like lassos the bloody uh, underneath the tank and he like goes out the uh, other side of the other side of the tank and then it like less and then it like uh, kind of stretches and then he's like yanked back where he was and he goes oh yeah the stretchy oh, rope it's like hell. really it's bizarre, like yeah. come on it's like ah. Oh. Although, to be fair with you, Brenton, I still think out of all that, the stupidest gadget in this movie is the fucking head projector. Oh, my God. How fucking hilarious is that? <laughs> and, like, the stupid joke that's, like... And it's out of focus because he hasn't got his fucking oh, glasses. That shit, like, that shit's bullshit. On. But, like, the, the funniest thing in that scene as well, which isn't funny, but, like, the joke of the scene is meant to be that Will Smith keeps going, that is a man's head. And you, like, keep saying it. And it's like, mate, you're like a... F- it's like, yeah, we, we get it. We got it. Like, you know, like... And surely Will Smith's character and, like, the very little character development he's given and you know what we find about about his Mm. past it's like dude like you've seen worse shit than this like come on come off it (laughs) it's so true it's like really it's like like, i grew up i grew up in the desert it's like yeah bro you've seen some fucking shit yeah yeah when he's fucking like talking about like the growing up with the native like the 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 indians or whatever it is it's like geez like what's (laughs) like this nothing should shock you by this point will smith um brenton we've avoided talking about this so now it's time Let's talk about this spider. Nathan, there's a giant mechanical spider in this film. It's like this film goes <laughs> this film goes full Empire Strikes Back. And there's literally a segment where a flying like airspeeder type vehicle is like dropping bombs and shit down on a giant mechanical oh spider driven by Kenneth Branagh. Okay. What would win, an, an AT-AT or the me- mechanical spider? To be honest, the mechanical spider is more mobile. Like, it can't have the stupid yeah. little thing done in Empire Strikes Back when, like, you know, the rope's tied around the legs and it falls over. It's like, that oh. shit's mobile. And it's also got a fucking lot of, <laughs> a lot of firepower. That thing destroys, like, yeah. huge rocks and shit. I can shit. see why they kept it at the end. Yeah. I'm like... Fuck yeah, I love yeah. that they keep it at the end as well. And they go off into the sunset. It's got that classic, like, end of a Western shot of, like, the sun setting. But it's got the giant oh. mechanical spider. And you're like, what the fuck? And then the film ends. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like... And they're also working for the secret service and you're just like how on earth is a giant metal spider helping the secret service like could you imagine like trump like he's doing a speech and behind him's like a f- giant fucking metal spider nathan can you imagine any world leader just like hanging out like <laughs> and they're just like although knowing trump it kind of would work you know like <laughs> like it, i can just see him doing it he's like he's like got a dvd copy of like wild wild west the over office and he's like fuck it let's bring back this into security nathan not only do we get a huge giant spider but we also get like a segment where dr octopus himself just like rocks up in the movie <laughs> I was I was thinking exactly that, Brenton. The second Kenneth Branagh had fucking legs, I'm like, is Doc Ock in this movie? Is this Alfred? When Molina? basically, like, his wheelchair finally breaks in the movie, and and it's a one on one between V Will Smith v uh, Kenneth Branagh, and those legs like fold oh out goodness. from underneath him, and he starts like taking him down with his legs, like, oh my god, dude, what a what a moment, <sighs> you know, what a. That was just incredible. What a moment! Like, and then, and then, I love and then, it. where Kevin Klein, like, because he doesn't want to shoot him, obviously, because he's got his whole thing against violence, but he shoots him in the mechanical leg, and then the mechanical legs kind of fold in, and he's like left there in the middle oh. of his legs, going, "Oh, what do I do?" <laughs> and he's like, it's like someone's like squashed a spider, and his legs just fall flat, and it's just like, oh man, do you wish he'd started spurting some Doctor Octopus lines as he was talking to him? He like grabs like he grabs like the the spider, and he's like, "I will not die, a monster," and he tries. Like pull down the spider. He's all like, he's like, you know, the only way to a woman's heart is 
poetry, Peter. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he starts reading Will Smith poetry. And Will Smith's like, is this guy fucking crazy? It's just like, oh, yeah, as Will Smith's like dangling from Kevin Klein. No, dangling from fucking Kenneth Branagh at the end. He just starts like dropping some poetry. And when he falls to his death at the end, he just shouts out, Rosie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have loved it. He's like, no, he's holding on to Will Smith and he's like, butterfingers. Yeah. <laughs> he like drops him. What's the what's the one he says when he fucking like when he when he when he goes, you've got a train to catch or something like that? Like uh, when he when oh he when God, he when yeah. he puts up the lever or whatever and he rips it out and he throws it to Smutter, he's like, You got a train to catch and he like jumps off like motherfucker. Oh and my literally, goodness. you know, they do have a train to catch in this film, you know what I'm saying? Like they do. It would have fucking worked, Brenton. I can just so see like Kenneth Branagh just being like smashed in the face by Aunt May with an umbrella. Can you imagine if at the end like all all everything's failed, like Kevin Klein's about to be, you know, is about to die at the top uh, of the spider. The president's mm. there, he's been captured as well. It's not looking good. The spider's going to go off the cliff. Uh Kenneth Branagh has Will Smith like about to like fall to his death and they're going to die together. And then Tobey Maguire just like web slings in there just like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that would fucking make this movie so good. Spider-Man would so work into this movie. And he's like, all like and he's oh, all go- Oh wait, no. The, no. They said like they said like how do we get re- how do we attack the spider? And like I guess we'll have to fly above the spider and they just like, find in the train like a goblin glider. <laughs> <laughs> or like Peter just like rocks up and like the line he says when he rocks up he's just like pizza time like <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Klein's drawing is just like back to form <laughs> <laughs> and and Nathan uh, the other thing I wanted to say you mentioned it kind of then the, the what I was alluding to when I was talking about the, in our non-spoiler section was that there's a lot of plot lines in this thing that are introduced to the next scene things will make sense and as soon as that mm. spider that Kevin Klein goes to Will Smith oh you got a spider on your hand he like lets it go to the fire oh, yeah, and, the and then wasp he's like watch this it. wasp kill this spider right now it's like the best thing it was like clearly obvious that like that was going to be the way that they took yeah. down the giant spider. That was the most obvious Chekhov's gun ever exactly. in a movie, I think. I'm like, I'm like, really? It's like, oh God. Before we leave the spoiler section, we like, I'll, I'll remind you, you wanted to talk about Will Smith's like slavery stand-up comedy. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, so, Will Smith is about to be lynched, which isn't something that's, you know, usually a comedic scene. Which is so tonally inconsistent with the rest <laughs> which, of the movie. Which, like, it's like, it's, it's... Also, which is a part of their plan for some oh reason. Like, yeah, and like, Kev- Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein provides, like, Will Smith with the rope and he's like, hang him! He, like, gives them the idea and Will Smith's like, the fuck? And anyway, apparently it's <laughs> stretchy rope so it won't, like, kill him. Though, like, you know, the logistics of that are kind of fucking stupid because if you... That's still cracking it. If, you, if your hands are tied behind your back and you're, like, you're left there hanging on a piece of rope, no matter how stretchy it is, you're gonna, like, it's gonna strangle you to death at least, even if it doesn't <laughs> break your die. neck. Like, it makes no sense. Anyway, so to save his own skin, Kevin Smith... Uh, Will Smith. It's not Kevin Smith ain't in this movie, but fuck, that'd be hilarious. Oh, I'd love it if it was Kevin Smith. Um, yeah. Oh, have you, seen his fam- have you seen his famous story about the spider in this movie? No. Oh, everyone, go onto YouTube. Kevin Smith, because uh, Kevin Smith knew the producer of this movie because they were making a Superman movie together. And Kevin Smith tells this incredible, like, 20-minute story on YouTube about, like, about why there's metal spiders in this movie. I need to look it up. I need to I need to watch it after this episode. Holy You God. have to listen. It's like the best anecdote you'll hear in your life. It beats anything on Graham Norton. It is so funny. You've got <laughs> to listen to look it up. Listeners. Just type in Kevin Smith, Wild Wild West Oh spider. my God, yes. I'm so glad I brought up Kevin Smith, even though I didn't mean to. Will Smith is, is doing a comedy routine to save his skin. And he starts being like, mm. oh, you know, I'm kind of with you guys. Red, what a passionate I, color. I, like, you know, you guys just want to, you don't want to be picking the cotton yourselves. I was like, holy Fuck! <laughs> holy fuck! To get a to get a to get a black man to say it's that, so it's insensitive. Like, I was doing? like, holy shit, it's man! Like, 
you know? And I love it. He's kind of getting heckled as he's doing it too. People are still shouting at him like, oh, hang him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that was a very strange scene. And I was just, I was kind of, it was like you were kind of like, not even laughing, but I would like say giving and like in disbelief that it was like happening. I was just like, holy fuck, I don't remember this scene as a kid. Like, oh, you know? Jeez. Could you imagine being in the cinema for that? Like, oh. Brenton, I would a billion percent if a local cinema was doing like an... Oh, um, like a 20 year... Because it's 20 years old this year. Maybe maybe we can convince our local... Uh, if there's a fan screening later this year, Brenton, we're going. Okay, that's 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 the rule. Yeah, fuck the cats. Nathan, uh, we got a, we got a bit of time right now to do some special segments. They're here and they're special. Because tell you what, over over our many, many episodes, Brenton, we've, we've done the odd, like, random segment here and there, and so we've now collected them, because uh, we're so organized, into what we call special segments, and there's a couple we want to do this episode. The first one I want to do is I'm bringing back the segment, what, what is the worst and best beard, wait, what's the best and worst beard of this movie? Nathan, I've got the worst and the best, like, right in my head, right now. I'm ready to go. Nathan, the worst beard is Kenneth Branagh's in this film. What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is the worst beard I think oh I've seen since God. the Hunger Games? Like, oh, you know that yeah, guy who's I know like, exact. I know exactly who you're talking about. You know the guy about. who's running the Hunger Games? This is the worst beard since there, where you're just like, logistically to shave that, that either Kenneth Branagh is really talented, <laughs> he's just, or he's got some girl working for him who's just very artistic. Also, like, the, matching that beard with the mullet as well. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm just looking at it again now. I got a close up up. Mm. Like, how is that even possible? Especially with, like, especially with presumably, like, a straight razor or something. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is like cowboy era, like, shaving. Nathan, it. Maybe, it's, maybe he's got, like, a specific, like, beard trimmer that he's, like, he's, like, made his giant spider and in it, like, he, he puts his head in this machine. And that's <laughs> and that's what it comes out with. And match, like I said, match with that mullet. Like Jesus Christ! Like what a look! Oh my goodness! The best beard is actually uh, it's it's not featured for long, but it's one of Kevin Klein's. It's when he's playing the Russian. It's the president, I, isn't it? No, no. It's when he's the Russian guy, and he has that big oh, yeah! mo and like that huge beard. Uh, in that scene oh. where he goes into the sex dungeon where Selma Hayek has been kept for some reason, it's never explained. In a birdcage of all things. But uh, yeah, but like uh, Kenneth Branagh has this weird sex dungeon, even though it's been established that he has no penis. Uh, oh my goodness! And, yeah, and it's like, and you like look at this. He's got like sex swings and shit on it. He's got like fucking all <sighs> all the things, and it's and it's and it's this huge bed as well. And then yeah, Selma Hayek's in a birdcage. But anyway, in that scene, you see uh, Kevin Klein's majestic, majestic beard oh my goodness i love it i love oh it i love it when they use some pomade or whatever they're using on the mo and it just like it's got the curl and you're just like oh shit boy like that's a man i'm looking at right now fucking hell yeah mate i tell you what like where's you and i are slowly getting there i mean what we're, we're getting we're getting through november brenton and, and and right now I'm, I'm pretty impressed with what i'm looking at right now yeah yeah I've, i reckon i reckon once by the time the month's over you are definitely gonna have like a proper mo like a, a kin to Kevin Klein. Should I like buy some like Mojel and like start uh, waxing it? You know what I mean. <laughs> can you? Okay, at the end of November, can you go down to the barber and say, okay, can you now style this like Kenneth Branagh? I I actually think that'd be fucking fun. I reckon we should film I think it, put be it up on the channel. Like, like okay, if you do it, I'll do it, and we'll do like we'll do like a Batman jaw line reveal. <laughs> It'll be just our beards. I think what would happen though is they'd just be like to us, they'd be like boys. I, I get you coming in. You get you're coming here with great intentions, and I, I like your style. But like, guys, this is physically fucking impossible. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like if Kevin Klein can do it, we can. Nathan, I wanted to bring up a special segment and talk about which two characters should have kissed in this film because I have a candidate. <laughs> 
Nathan, Salma Hayek and Kevin Klein should have ended up together at the end of this movie. Like, really? Like, I was, I was like, do they have anything in common? No, like they don't. Like they don't. And but you know, you saw. Also, she kisses Will Smith. They kissed, which was bizarre. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, especially like given the ending of this film, like she's married. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why does she do that? It's like, what are you thinking? It's like. But Nathan, oh. they had this kind of cutesy, weird, like kind of high school bullshit relationship, and it was just, it gets kind of like given the like the setting and the 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 kind of feel of the film, it just kind of would have been fun. I don't know. I could have got around that. Oh, no. I didn't ship any romance in this movie, Brenton. Oh, like, come on. It would, have been, like, it would have been cute. You have to admit, it would have been cute. Honestly, honestly, I wanted... I wanted... What's his name? Uh, Kevin... I, basically, Brenton, what I want is that I wanted Kevin Klein to kiss um the guy at the start with the trumpet ear. Ooh, right. Okay. Because <laughs> I think... Because I thought he was ready to do it. Yeah. Do you want to lick that slime off his jacket from his fucking ear trumpet? Mmm, yum. Mate, Ooh, I'll sexy. bark like a dog. You watch me. Oh, fuck off. Uh, Nathan... <laughs> Can we say that the kissing we got at the very like at the very start of this film and like the second scene between Will Smith and what's her face rando person? Oh, the, the chick in the tub. The chick in the tub. Uh, in the tower. That was the worst kissing on film I've seen. That was like fucking oh disgusting. Oh my god! That was like when he's like kissing in the air as well. Oh, dude, like that. Jeez. I was just like, what? The poor kids who are gonna watch this movie and think that's how you kiss someone. <laughs> they just do it in the schoolyard, like ugh. The poor girl who comes across to her first kiss with some guy that's watched this film, and he's like, I got it down, boys, and goes in and does that. Like, it's not worth it, oh guys. God. Just get out of there. Nathan, that wraps up uh, special segments, which brings us to well, what steals this movie? Nathan, there's this whole film was full of things. This whole film, you and I debated for a while before we even started recording as to what frame should be the one that steals this movie. Was and th- there's too many. There was a lot. There was so many that we could have chosen from. And yet we found consensus with such an amazing frame. Brand. This sums up the movie. This sums up the juvenile, uh, immature humor. It sums up some of the like interesting costume choices. It features Kevin Klein predominantly. It's 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 he's getting some Will Smith action as well. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I like I like how scientific he looks looking at Will Smith's breast. He's like, oh yes, water, of course. Like, hmm. So, uh, just letting you guys know, if you haven't listened to the show before, what stills this movie is a segment where basically either myself or Nathan or the both of us we pick a still, a frame from the film that we think sums up the film in some way. Maybe it's just a, a laugh, something that's super funny, or. Maybe Maybe it's like a nice shot of something that's really beautiful and takes your breath away. <laughs> Nathan, this... this sh- and we chose something very beautiful, this, didn't this, we? I mean, look at this those This does take breasts. my breath away. So if if you want to see this frame, feel free to go to our YouTube page. It's uh, it's up there at the moment. Uh, yeah, it features oh. Kevin Klein uh, with his fake breasts that he's just put on. He's like, feel these. Like, uh, these are scientifically proven to be like the perfect breasts. And Will Smith doesn't agree. And he says, and he changes the feeling to water. And uh, the men start fondling each other's breasts. And then the train driver like overhears this and like comes up behind them and is like, oh, and he hears the conversation. He's like, I knew it, and it's and it's meant to be funny. I think. Could you imagine if he just started filling the breast as well, just like <laughs> Nathan? This shot just sums up the movie, doesn't it? It's just. Oh God, like I just, I'm just shaking my head, Brenton. <laughs> I don't even I'm know just... what else to say. Like, just look at it. It's no. just. Yeah, as a, a kid, as a kid, wreck. I remember this, like, and laughing and thinking it was funny. But like, oh, he's wearing boobs. Like, and then you got like a water balloon, and you just started touching it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, so this is what the breast feels. <laughs> <laughs> and your and your parents walk in, like, what are you doing, Brenton? You're like, Ugh. <laughs> Nathan. How did, how did they make this making movie magic, yeah? Well, I now know that Kevin Smith knows how they made this movie, so I'll be referring to his good judgment. But Nathan, do you have any facts? Seriously, watch it. It's so fucking good. It's one of the best things you'll see on YouTube. 
Brenton, I seriously want to know how the fuck did they make this movie? Well, Nathan, I've got I got some good I got some good trivia here for you. So far away. Will Smith actually turned down the Matrix to do this film. This was the film that he turned down the Matrix to do. <laughs> what? Uh, so as we all know, ne- Will Smith was the original choice for Neo. Oh, could you imagine the Matrix of Will Smith? Oh, oh. gosh. Uh, before obviously Keanu Reeves, uh, the, that breathtaking human, uh, was chosen as <laughs> Neo. Uh, Will Smith was offered the role, and he turned it down to do this film because he was a fan of the television series. And he later went on to say that this was the worst decision he has made in his career. What really? This is the worst. I w- I would say that quote was taken before he made After Earth. Um, so. <laughs> Or Suicide Squad. No, I'd say After Earth Trump's fucking Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Squad. What, what the hell's yeah. the monster called in After Earth again? It's like the... Oh. I have not seen that movie. Also, why have you seen that movie? Oh, my God. What's it called? It's fucking hilarious. It's like the... Why did you see After Earth, Brenton? Oh, what? Dude, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's... Did you see it in cinemas? No. God, no. Uh, what? What's the monster called? Fuck. I need to... All right, guys. There's a new segment where Brenton looks up things. Oh, classic Brenton's looking up a fact. All right. Well, Brenton's looking that up. I'm, I'm going to give you another fun fact. So... Oh, I just... I just, I just remembered it i'm so sorry uh, but it's called uh it's after earth and he does this horrible accent because it's like this weird future accent that they, he's like it's scientifically proven this is our talking p- people will talk in the future it's called the earth the, and they have this accent they say oh no the eartha is coming and it's like the eartha <laughs> like <laughs> Gee, what is it kiwi like <laughs> the oh man it's it's terrible oh fuck that no no Will Smith, stick to this movie. I thought he was... I think it being Will Smith, it added to the movie. The Ursa. I don't want to see anyone else in the lead role. I'm glad it was him. Me too. Uh, uh, Brenton, uh, when they were doing test screenings for this, this movie went under um, co- costly reshoots um, to actually add some humour because in th- because the test audiences overwhelmingly weren't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy or not. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why there's so much. There's so many jokes. In this I reckon. Movie. I reckon. The, I reckon they watched that introductory introductory scene between Kenneth Brenner and Will Smith when they're like punning at each other with the racism and like half man jokes, and you're and they were like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this shit?" Nathan Will's mum. When Will Smith asked his mother what she thought of the movie, uh, she replied, "You've done better, baby." Which is hilarious because <laughs> even if your mum, your mum, who is like bound to say that everything you does, you do is amazing, and like, like you know, everything. like and is so proud of you because she fucking gave birth to you, and it's like the fact that you were living <laughs> and that you were, you were, you were, you know, you were made. You're on this child to do good and good alone. Like, and yet even we've all seen we need to talk about Kevin. Even then, she still loves even him. his mother. You've done better, baby. And he and Jesus and you know. Maybe he has, you know. Well, speaking about good feedback, Kenneth Branagh has been quoted to say that his the ac- his accent in this movie, he said, it might be the worst American accent performed by a British actor. Wow. I mean, it's pretty at horrendous. Least, at least he's honest. But hey, I like his gusto. Also, I kind of like it. It kind of works for the movie, as shit as it is, you know? Nathan, do you know that George Clooney was attached to play Artemis Gordon, a.k.a. Kevin Klein in this film, but turned it down reportedly? Oh my goodness, why? Yeah, t- turned it down reportedly because it was a supporting part. Oh. <laughs> One, that's a dickhole move, and two, like, really? Like, come on, this is he's, he's as president as Bill Smith. Hey, man. Nah, George, stick to bloody Ocean's Eleven. Oh, could you imagine if George is doing like, his Ocean's Eleven character in this? Like, he's just <laughs> fucking walking around the trains, be like, yeah, man. <laughs> I found this very funny. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this moment, Brenton, but um, there's a transition sort shot near the end of the movie, um, when they're riding the giant spider back to Washington. It's like right at the end of the film, and they're walking past like a big rock. 
and it looks as though it's shaped like the bird, like someone's giving someone the bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's deliberate. <laughs> Why? That's literally there because they wanted to add a rock that looked like that. Oh, Jesus. And when that's the priority, you know, you know, you know, you've got a good film on the works. Nathan, do you know Jeez. the train featured in this movie is in that amazing train is actually on display at Old Tuxen Studios in Tuxen, Arizona? Because I imagine a lot of that is practical effects. Yeah, Nathan, like- can we travel to Tuxen and go see this? This train. Mate, where the fuck is Tuxen? I don't know. It's in Arizona. Oh, fantastic. Mate, I'll, I'll go to bloody Arizona. Can we please go? That'll be... F- please. Christ, could you imagine just like, oh, that death trap of a train, like... <laughs> they've got like a little, like, count of tourists that haven't, like, come out of the train. It's like, ooh. So, Kevin Klein and Sir Kenneth Brenner, who are star in this movie, yes. star actually in another film together, which came out the next year. Oh, do they? Do you know what it's called? No. It's called The Road to El Dorado, and next year we're going to talk about it. Oh, my goodness. Because ever since we've done Prince of Egypt, we're like, fuck yeah, let's do Road to El Dorado. Yep. And like, it, well, it turns 20 next year, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, I want to do it for my birthday episode next year. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, perfect. Because like, cause I've always... Because like, like, even today, I had my housemates talk about El Dorado. I'm like, fucking hell. Really? What'd they like, say about it? It pisses me off. Oh, they were just talking about um an armadillo. I think that's like a side character or something like that. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, and like so many people talk about that movie. I'm like, fuck. I, and I want to see it, but we're saving it for the podcast. So Nathan, like, next year. Uh, Can we watch it? Like, we're watching that film together. We're going to get the pizza. We're going to go get some wine and we're going to sit down and we're going to fucking watch it together and have it make, it make a night of it. I can't wait. Yeah. But Nathan, you had a question for me. Hey. Hey. Let's look at this film's poster. Nathan, holy fuck. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> holy shit. It's a pretty shit. shit poster, isn't it? Holy shit. What the fuck is this? All right. I mean, so it's shit, but the spider on it is incredible. Oh my God. So it has the spider. Also, it spoils the spider straight off the bat, but okay. It has a spider with like a fucking, I think it's shooting like it's a missile thing, but it looks like it's got a flamethrower coming out of it. It's got a oh. metal background with like this metal like W in the background. And in front of that is mm. like the two main characters, Will Smith and Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is holding a, a weapon, which he uses at no point, let alone no one uses that thing in the film. And it looks amazingly cool, his pistol. It looks um, so awesome. It looks so awesome. He, and Kevin Klein's got Also, some, he's got glasses that he barely yeah, wears in the film, but yeah, also looks so dope. They're, they're dope. Dude, we need to get... Nathan, I want these glasses. You and me are going to go out shopping and we're going to find glasses like these. Oh, we're my gonna, goodness. We're both going to get a pair matching ones and we're going to like fucking roll around and be like, we're the boys from Classic Movie Banter. So when you see two young men walking around... With these glasses on the streets of Sydney. You can bet, anywhere in the world, you can bet it's probably going to be us and come up and we'll sign your shit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I feel like this is adding to our list of like remember memorabilia we own from movies. <laughs> oh, do you reckon these glasses would work with the Rocky Ford jacket? Oh fuck yeah, they would. <laughs> oh, I can yeah. see it on Brenda's face now. Like you don't see it, listeners, but like the glee, the oh, grin he has. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna wear this to the next wedding. I'm like, do it, Brenton. Nathan, what's what I also want to say about this poster is that I've seen this poster many times before because it's actually featured at uh, the Warner Brothers Movie World. Uh, yeah, park on when the we Gold grew Coast. up, this is the only thing I knew about the movie was this film's poster. <laughs> and I'm like, this looks like a good time. Yeah, they've got a huge version of this poster there and uh, it's still there and mm. I always go past it and I, it brings back fond memories um, mm. of the park itself because like, I look at this and it just reminds me of that. But uh, now, And I the Wild Wild West log flume is fucking great at that theme park. It, it is, it, it is, it is. Um, I'll, mm. I'll also say uh, that it has Will Smith as, as is James West and Kevin Klein is Artemis Gordon. Wild Wild West, it's a whole new West, July uh, 99, <laughs> and, and, and and then it has, and Kenneth Branagh. Underneath, yeah, and Kenneth Branagh. It's like, oh, how blessed, blessed they mentioned him. I don't know. I, I, is there anything you do to improve the poster? I like it. 
I think it's stupid. It's fun. It's stupid, but I th- uh, yeah, I think make the spider more prominent. Or even if it's like crawling on Will Smith's hat or something like that. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nathan, title talk. I don't know if it should be called the Wild Wild West. I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't sum up the like, Wild Wild West. Like, oh my God. No. Especially the fact that it's cool. Like, his name's Jim West as well. Like, is he the Wild Wild West? Like... I mean, th- tell you what, there definitely was some wild, wild west in Wild Wild West. I can, yeah, like, we can definitely say that. It was pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie. Like fucking hell. Mm, like, but it's pretty like generic as a title. I thought it could yeah. be a, a lot better. What would you call it? What would we call? Oh fuck! I was hoping for you to give me a funny answer. Um, we could say when spiders attack, or like Will Smith in a bucket. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Will Smith in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, that title would fucking sell tickets. Prove me wrong. Oh. Uh, um, I don't know. Probably to, probably to give away the steampunkness of it all. I'll probably add to that. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe I don't know the the steampunk West or like, um, you know, um, maybe instead of Charlotte's Web, it's like Will Smith's Web. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Tweet at us. <laughs> you do the work, listeners, and let us know what you want to call this movie once you've seen it. Hey Nathan, that spider looks pretty fucking power, but I think we need to pass some of that power. Power to the people, let's pass it to the people, the power. Nathan. Yes. This film on the tomato meter. Brenton, this is the crime. This is the real Wild Wild West of the movie. It sits at 17%. Ludicrous. And then audiences have given it 28%. Monstrous, Brenton. This is the most egregious crime of Rotten Tomatoes we found on the podcast so far. When you looked this up, were you surprised? I was flabbergasted, Brenton. I was writing a letter to my local member of parliament to let them know how egregious this was and that Rotten Tomatoes needs some interference from the Australian government because these numbers are out of whack. Diana Stetko from Metro Times uh, says, this is handcuffed handcuffed to this blockbuster of all blockbusters and sprawled in our reclining seats. We passed the time Time counting familiar scenes from other movies. Did you think it was derivative? Not really. This is pretty original. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. Like, there's definitely there's like stereotypes n- and archetypes. There's nothing like this, though. Like, holy fuck! <laughs> like, oh my goodness, no. I, this is one of the most original movies I think I've ever seen, with concept, I should say. But Bob Thomas, he didn't like it either from Associated Press, and he he gave it a bad review. He said. Too many elements remain unexplained, and it can't really take four screenwriters to come up with this for Smith, or he's battling five assassins and says, that's it, no more Mr. Nice Guy. No, he says, no more Mr. Knife Guy, because <laughs> the guy's got Oh my God, he does, hands. doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So Jesus. Bob, Bob Thomas, your your review is uh, flawed because it, it, it doesn't feature the actual quote, so sorry, buddy. They actually were yeah. using, they actually were using a bit more, you know, intelligence and creativity when they said, no more Mr. Knife Guy, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The puns. Tim, I, I would. I would cut out the puns in this movie. Truly, like probably, I wouldn't. Probably I take wouldn't. out half of them. The dads. This probably started the jo- the dad joke phase. You know what I'm saying? Tim Brayton from Antagony <laughs> and Ecstasy says, as monumentally stupid and aggressively anti-fun as the film's rancid reputation would have it be. Brenton, regardless of what this man wrote for the v- review, should the title of this movie be Antagony and Ecstasy? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. I don't know. It, it, aggressively anti-fun. I think this is the like most proper fun you can have in a movie, truly. It's ridiculous. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Like, Garen M, he gave it three stars and said, Wild Wild West is appalling, but it's so bad that it works. Exactly. 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 I disagree. I think there's some genuinely good bits that aren't even bad. They're just great for, because they're great. I mean, I'm probably more with Garen on this one, but, like, I don't think Not that's a bad Garen. thing. I don't think that's You're a bad thing. You're always siding with Garen, I'm, aren't you, Brenton? I, I think it's a good time. 
James H, though, gives it four stars and says, I learned today that reading critic reviews is for the birds. Wild Wild West, Wild Wild West is fun, entertaining, and void of any unbelievable CGI. (laughs) (laughs) See, James admits there's no criticisms you can give this movie, and I agree with you, James. Well done. High five. He's on my side. Jim, 20% W, gave it five stars, Brenton, and wrote... This is a big classic, better than every other movie. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it better than It's a Wonderful Life? Is it better than uh, Network? I'm not sure. No, it's not. Fuck off. I don't know if it's better than Babe 2, but like, come on. It's like, (laughs) oh, by the way, this is so set in the same weird wacko world as Babe 2. Probably. (laughs) This is is what happened before Babe 2. You know what I mean? Like, this is the... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is what led to Babe 2 being so batshit crazy. Lee W. gives it half a star and says, Ponderous, dull, and historically insulting. At one point... Smith talks his way out of potential lynching. <laughs> Not appropriate for a comedy. <laughs> You're not wrong, but oh. fuck. That sentence alone, like, just just makes people intrigued, I'd imagine. Like, what? Oh, that's how you fucking what? sell this movie. You know? like, oh. How has Will Smith never been caught out in this game? How does how, how do in like interviews for Aladdin? People don't mention. Or oh, remember that time you did stand-up comedy about lynching? <laughs> You know what I mean? People gave Dave Chappelle shit for Sticks and Stones. This is nothing compared to that. Like, Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty... You'll listen to it and you'll be like, what? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, my goodness. Henry Jones Jr. on YouTube wrote, still looks better than most of the crap today. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that, Henry, to be honest. Like, I think... Same. I miss movies having this energy that you just don't get in blockbusters today. Nathan, yeah, it's that mix of practical effects and, like, yes, there's some shitty CGI, but at the same time, it gives it a kind of feel. It gives this film an aesthetic mm. that's kind of fun and stupid and, you yeah. know, you know. Uh, Spruce Wayne says, this movie was ahead of its time. Great movie. It, well, it was ahead of its time. Like, like, could you, okay, imagine this movie never happened and we got exactly this product today in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. What do you think the reaction would be? It wouldn't open, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be beloved. I think, especially against so many, out of all the bland blockbusters we've had this year, especially, I think if this opened alongside, like, Men in Black, International, and Godzilla 2, I think this would be revered. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but, hey, you never know. You never know. Nathan, that is Wild Wild West, released in 99. Oh, my goodness. Brenton, what started off as a joke might be one of the, my favourite movies we've ever done for this podcast. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Are you going to buy that poster and put it up on your wall? Brenton, I'm going to buy every bit of memorabilia for this movie. Could you imagine that the Lego toy set for this film? Oh, like, my God. Oh my it would God. be amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it all, Brenton. I'm going to buy all the merchandise. We're going to find those glasses. We're going to keep you listeners updated on those glasses because they're fucking incredible. We definitely will. We definitely will. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us. Um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, you can, of course, find the podcast on uh, podcast services such as uh, the podcast app, SoundCloud, and uh, YouTube, of course, where you can comment uh, on our on our videos and tell us what you think about Wild Wild West. But you can also tweet at us as well or send us an email, you know, let us know what you think about the film. And, mm. uh, you know, anything else you want to talk to us about, really, you know. Uh, yeah, you know. just get in touch. Let us know what your trip to the Wild Wild West is like. Like, I've been, I've been to Texas and I only wish it was like this. Hey, man. We gotta we gotta make a trip. We gotta go to Arizona, check out that train. Oh fantastic. Well well Brenton, we survived the, the tornado and the and the worms last week. But look, Brenton, what also is that in the distance? Oh well, what is it, Nathan? I can't quite tell. It look it looks like a metal leg. Oh no, there's there's eight of them, Brenton. Oh is that a giant 
giant spider. Oh no, Brenton. How do we... It's coming straight for us. What do we do? Nathan, there's only one thing that one can do in this situation. What, buddy? Rap. Wicker Wild. Wicker Wild Wild West. James West. Esperado. I'm played by Will Smith <laughs> and I don't give a shit. But a boom. Kevin Klein. Oh yeah, so I'm a higher giving a face of shit performance. Oh yeah. I'm getting a spider. It's going away. It's going away. Oh my god, it worked. Thank God we didn't have to make the flying machine, Nathan. We can only use Willem Dafoe so many times. 